Welcome to Reach, your platform to connect with other executive assistants and acquire game-changing knowledge and perspective. Reach is designed to inspire your workday, guide you through pivotal moments in your career, and transform you into the executive assistant you've always wanted to be. Hello and welcome to another episode of Reach. I am your host, Jessica Van, founder and CEO of Maven Recruiting Group. And this is part one of a two-part series with our guest, Heather Keenan, who is the president and CEO of Key Events. Welcome, Heather. Great to be here, Jessica. <laughs> great, great to have you. And may I just say, I don't think, are we going to get in trouble if I say this? I don't know. I hope not. If we get arrested, I'll bail you out. But um, Heather was gracious and brave enough to come and meet with me in person. So we are six feet away from each other. But I think this conversation is so much better um, and so much more enhanced for the ability to be able to actually look each other in the face and have a real human moment. So thank you for doing that. We have gloves. We, we have, have gloves on, everybody. Have, I yeah, totally exactly. have alcohol and wipes in my, uh, in my bag. <laughs> so we're, we're good. Um, so in previous episodes, as those of you who follow us know, we've explored advice on how to drive your career as an executive assistant, how to optimize for satisfaction, how to navigate some of the challenges that come up as an EA. But with this particular series, we're pivoting and we wanted to invite some of the really notable and distinguished resources, companies, service providers, people like Heather and her company, um, who we think are really vital for you to know about and can, who can really help you elevate what it is that you do. So um, Heather Keenan is event planner extraordinaire. She and her firm are absolutely um, bar none renowned for, for the work that they execute um, in the event space. And for 30 years, Heather and her company have created signature events for the business community's most elite CEOs, C-level officers, the likes of which have been attended by queens, I think. Am I correct in saying Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah, Hello. Queens. What, 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 what queen hasn't been to one of your events? Uh, U.S. presidents, mm -hmm. celebrities, of course. That's so blasé. And the A-list of the business world. So no seven-layer dip at these parties, people. Um, Heather will be gifting us her wisdom and advice today around all things that relate to carrying out a successful virtual event, which many of you are now having to pivot toward. Um, as we are sheltering in place, virtual events have become our new reality. And at the same time, it's new territory for a lot of us. So things like LP meetings and board meetings and town halls and even employee award and recognition ceremonies, these still need to happen despite COVID-19. So it's really imperative that we find a virtual workaround to keep these events on the calendar. And today, Heather's going to speak with us about some of the things that she and her co company are doing and also some of the things that, that she recommends. Heather, in the wake of COVID-19, we've heard from many of our candidates and our clients that they're having to shift um, from physical events to the virtual realm. So to start this conversation off, what advice do you have for people who have had to either cancel or postpone things and are, are, or are looking to actually transition them to the virtual space. So I'll talk about the virtual space to begin with. Um, 
you know, it, it it's it like you said at the top of this, it's so much better to be face to face, even if you're six feet apart. So there are some things. That, there's no question that virtual is not going to take the place of meeting face to face. However, we all need to get work done, no matter who we are and where we are and whether we're sheltering in place or not. There's a couple of meetings that are essential meetings <laughs> that like essential businesses, right? Yeah. That have to stay open. <laughs> <laughs> you have to stay open. Yeah. And these types of businesses are... That was smooth. Are, that was yeah, very you like smooth. That? Yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, and these meetings are ones that are... You have to have the meeting legally, uh, like an LP meeting, like a board of directors meeting, and you have to sign in. And those obviously have to go virtual. And they're usually not very pretty. We just get it done. Mm. You know, here it is. Let's get it done. And they're usually quarterly. And um, people sign in. We have a bridge. We have a, a process to make that happen. So we get through it. Not mm-hmm. pretty, but we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other types of meetings that people deem essential. Like I have one client who has a sales kickoff that got can- that needed to get ca- canceled. And it's a global company and it's an e-security company. And the reason that they've deemed this meeting essential is because they had their businesses booming, their, mm-hmm. their e-security. They had to train people. They had to push out new information. They had to show what they're doing going forward. And you can't do that with a meeting that's not pretty or just as pushing out information. So what we decided to do is divide it into uh, smaller groups. We originally thought we were going to do it with smaller groups in terms of cultural. So we have an Asia meeting, an EMEA meeting, an Europe meeting. But we decided that that really wasn't going to be effective. So we divided it up in in terms of a very mixed group so that they could cross so that they could really crosswalk the information and crosswalk the questions that they had. You know, there's certain groups, ethnic groups, that simply won't ask a question that's just not mm. deemed appropriate. Mm-hmm. So, but if there's someone next to them who will ask the question, then it, it, it's more of a meeting that that is vital and gets information out. So we divided it up into four different groups. They did the same meeting over and over for four times. They were able to use the same backdrops, the same information, the same slides. And they actually really felt that that meeting was more effective than meeting in person. Let's hope they don't think wow. that going, going forward. forward. Right, exactly. <laughs> don't don't make it too successful. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I think what that will give rise yeah. to, um, which we all know intellectually, but we didn't really see, is that a diverse group is more effective than a homogeneous one. And it's easier to reach a diverse group through a virtual platform. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or let's say for that particular client, it was the it was the first step into making that decision. Yeah. And what was the actual vehicle that you used? Because you mentioned that you use the same backdrop, the same, you know, format. Mm-hmm. Were you, was this was it a Zoom type of setup? Oh, no, no, no. It was a webcast. Ah, OK. We're talking thousands of people. Got it. And we're okay. also talking about not a networking event. So right. to me, Zoom is network and webcast is one on one ish. You know, mm-hmm. we do things to make it not one on one. Mm hmm. So some of the things that we need to understand about virtual meetings and events is you time is of the essence. 
So you have to start on time. You cannot start three minutes late or four minutes late. Or if you do, you have to talk to your audience and say, we're working on this. We're working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing, too, is we're, we are all on TV. So we, were, we are all on CNN. We are all on Fox. We are all anchors. And we need to behave like that. So whatever comes out of our mouth needs to be concrete and concise, unlike me right now. And <laughs> I was going to say, can I get some hair and makeup help if we're on TV? <laughs> Where's my crew? Um, and, and really, the, the inflection, your, your face and yeah. your tone really matters. <clears throat> and you need to pay attention to that. Uh, the other thing that matters is visually what people are looking at. This is not a PowerPoint presentation. You need to really understand um, what people are looking at on their screen and is it something that is going to be um, uh, something that they want to or is this something that they're going to freeze their image and go to another load of laundry or are they going to put lunch, start making lunch? So mm-hmm. it has to be something that's really interactive. They have to be able to achieve something while they're at the meeting and they have to be able to do more than just learn something. Mm-hmm. So um, while social matters, um, this matters even more. So it, it's not a simply take the meeting on to a visual medium. It's really a thoughtful process on how that's going to work. So the engagement <clears throat> is a pretty critical piece, obviously, or keeping them engaged and not just making them a listener, but actually making them, giving them some opportunity to engage. So how like, do we what, do that? Yeah, exactly. So um, <laughs> there's a couple of different ways that we do that. One is the really uninteresting survey and polling. And that's just, are you there? Are you there? Are you there? You know, (laughs) the question really doesn't matter. It's sort of like, are you responding? Are you responding? Uh Um, The other one that we've all know now is raise your hand, ask a question. Um, And then one that we've seen Gavin Newsom do recently is have a moderator that sort of points out who asked the question. And that's something that's really more vital. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing that we're doing is breaking out a larger group. Say there's 75 people. We're breaking out into groups of 10 with a moderator there. Mm -hmm. And you can do that on any group. And then coming back together Mm -hmm. with this is what we discussed and discussing it in a larger group. Mm -hmm. So for things like experience, right, which I think is such an essential attraction and goal of an event, how are you considering things like that? And have you guys come up with anything or any kind of interesting workarounds to address that event experience elements. Yes. Uh, that's one of the things that you can't do in a PowerPoint meeting mm-hmm. is ha- network and experience. So one of our events, um, we actually engaged um, DoorDash mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and another cocktail event. So we had everybody choose their cocktails before the event uh-huh. and everybody choose their poo-poos or their appetizers before uh-huh. the event. Uh-huh. And then we had a one-hour window whereby they would be delivered. Wow! And then everybody sat and was on Zoom. This is a Zoom because everybody needs to be connected and interact. And um, we also had an agenda by which uh, people would be talking about what they're doing. So one of them was my newest backdrop, my newest Zoom backdrop. 
Um, one of them was, uh, what are we doing in the community to help? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's different ways. There's actually, <laughs> we're in our office, we're doing a, a sort of a rock star. <laughs> Who's the biggest Back. rock star? Uh-huh. So Battle of the Bands. Yep. And that seems to be really intera- really getting people together um, and and being more interactive. I know that there are employees that get together that do uh, trivia contests. So while those are pretty low-level interactions and you can upgrade them, those are ways in which we really feel people are interacting. We have a not-for-profit. We don't do a lot of not-for-profit. The not-for-profit that we do is really focused on doing uh, specific good in the world and in the community. Uh, But they were really concerned about how can they sell a table mm-hmm. at a virtual event? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't sell a table. You sell a URL. So mm-hmm. you sell a connection. Mm-hmm. We do the same thing with cocktails, apps, and dinner. And then actually what happened there was very interesting is that they had a problem previously that nobody really sat down and listened to the presentation. And the presentation for this particular not-for-profit was very, very important. Mm-hmm. It really um, showed the work that they were doing and where they were going. And this time, people sat and listened. Um, we did different types of slides. We did different camera angles. We had different types of people come as guest speakers. And it really did more to get their message and their meaning out than being live and in person. So this was an, a fundraising event, specifically? Specifically a fundraising event. Yeah. What would be fascinating and I don't know if, yeah, okay, you're not, you know what yeah. I'm going to ask you. How much money How did much they money make? How much money did they make? <laughs> um, and was it more than previous years? <laughs> uh, the answer to that is they made probably three quarters of what they've made in, okay. the, in the past. Yeah. And But what's more importantly is that they have, they've got, uh, they have new um, interesting uh, prospects for donors, yeah, yeah, because they were able to clearly hear the message rather yeah. than just be at a party and have right. pretty clothes on. Well, and which is important. It is. Don't, I miss getting bedazzled. Let me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was nice to wear makeup today, Heather. Um, but I think too. I mean, if they could pull off making three quarters of what they normally raise. And imagine how much they saved not having to provide all of the other, you know, accoutrement that go with all of that kind of stuff. That's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm advising them to maybe do a, a, a six-month uh-huh. virtual. Up. Yeah, six-month virtual, six-month real, because yeah. there is no replacement for face-to-face. Yeah, no. So I imagine that the challenges that you and your team go through when prepping yourselves and your clients for a virtual event versus a physical event are very different. Um, Can you speak to what some of those challenge areas are and what people should be mindful of? Mm -hmm. Education is the biggest thing. Like I was talking about before, you know, your C-suite, your CEO, your presenter is now not necessarily on a stage commanding a group of from 100 to 10,000 people, they're sitting in a studio. So you really need to make them understand that they don't need to project anymore, Mm. that every little flinch on their eyebrow or eyelash matters, um, that their presentation needs to be um, more in, in the realm of the Brad Pitt acting rather than Tony Robbins giving a big, huge Mm. speech that's, um, 
that's uh, enlightening. So it, it really is more intimate in yeah. a way yeah. that they need to behave. Yeah. Um, and then their message needs to be much more clear and much more defined. Um, and then uh, the other prep that we do is the slides are different. So all of the imagery that people see are completely different. And it's more TV and less concert. Hmm. It's very specific. It's, the needs are very specific. And then the other prep that we're finding that we're doing for some of the larger events that we do that have sponsors, we need to make absolutely sure because events are sponsor driven that these sponsors feel that they've gotten what they need to get in terms of recognition mm -hmm. whether that's um, a ticker tape at the bottom whether that's a quote commercial break mm -hmm. whether that's uh, some kind of um, your cocktails this evening have been right sponsored by so more character actor than tony robbins that's really interesting thinking about how you have to temper just your persona, you know? And everybody has learned, any CEO, any C-level suite, any presenter has learned how to present to a crowd and yeah. what, but not everybody has well, learned sure. to be a, I mean, a newscaster. Absolutely. I mean, how they're, how they're instructed to, their stance, how they're instructed to take the stage, where they put their hands when they're gesturing or not gesturing or whatever. I mean, it's a, it's a totally different Mm-hmm. Totally different set of norms. Yeah. Um, the good news also is that it can be recorded and, and downloaded at a different time. That can be good news. It can be not good news. It's like, why watch it now? I can just watch it another time. And, of course, your inbox falls up, fills up, and you decide not to watch it later. So, again, there has to be a compelling reason and a sense of achievement for people to be able to, to, to dial in to actually take part in the meeting. Yeah. Yeah, great. So what about when you're thinking about the differences between prepping for an event that is more business-focused or agenda-focused, right? So, for instance, the fundraiser, there's a clear objective to that. <clears throat> or, you know, a town hall where there's a clear agenda of what the executive or, or leader wants to communicate. Um, what about something like that versus something that's more incentive focused, like or reward reward focused? Mm -hmm. How are you finding that you're able to transition those types of events? Because those are so experiential in nature, and they're not really necessarily about learning and education. Um, I mean, yes, they are for the purposes of the IRS, but <laughs> and they're not listening. And they're not listening at all. They have other things. They're on furlough. They have other things to do. They're busy. Um, <laughs> Um, so, yeah, how are you transitioning those types of events? You're right. Those are the hardest. Um, we're not transitioning. We're postponing. Uh. So one of our biggest incentive clients has decided to um, do a gifting platform. Mm -hmm. So we have a platform by which whatever degree of achievement they've done, they can uh, pick some gifts mm -hmm. and then they get mailed. Mm -hmm. um, none of us are in love with that mm -hmm. um, because the whole purpose of an incentive sure. is to connect as a group. Yeah. And then we are... Because those groups are usually smaller and more specific, we're able to postpone them to the fall. I see. Well, that's honest. I mean, I appreciate that, right? I mean, some things just can't. Yeah, no. They're like we said at the beginning of this. Uh, yeah. Nothing will take the place of face to face. No, and yeah. 
the incentive market is exactly that. You need yeah. to be face to face. I mean, it's, I mean, it's we a could long all... distance relationship versus up close and personal. We yeah. all know how how fulfilling those long distance relationships are. Well, some people do it. Some people do it. Yeah, this is not a relationship show. So by all means, do you if it works for you. But yeah. yeah. Obviously, the technology piece is pretty vital with any kind of virtual event. So what advice does your team have and yourself uh, around um, the technology requirements and thinking about bandwidth and things like that? Um, So this isn't your ballroom with your AV crew. This is Mario, who's actually right here behind Mm -hmm. the glass. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's who you need. Mm -hmm. Uh, You need someone who understands studio sound, someone who understands studio lighting, someone who understands the the vision of a backdrop, and someone who understands messaging. Messaging is extraordinarily important because you have to have it visually, you have to have it verbally, and then you have to reinforce it um, in writing. So those are the elements that are really important. Mm-hmm. It's the it's a different animal. This mm-hmm. is not, yep. you, you know, what we what we say is that there's a couple different ways to do a virtual event. One is the Zoom, which is effective for for a small meeting or um, something like that, or right. or a networking meeting that's effective-ish. And then we have the ballroom with a virtual element, and then we have a hundred percent virtual and the 100% virtual is a different animal than the other two. This has to be specific about studio, specific about sound, specific about visuals. Um, and that is a different animal than yeah. doing a virtual event. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. It's a, it's a completely different expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're on the ground tech support versus a studio. Mm-hmm. Recording it's totally different. Yeah, yeah, the good news is it's remember it's live, not Memorex. Or it's Memorex is not live, so you can uh, make adjustments to your um, to your message as well. I know that there is one studio event that we did that had up to a thirty minute delay, and we did the thirty minute delay so that we could edit as we go. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't happen in a ballroom. Mm-hmm. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, it doesn't. So how are are you and your firm currently helping the the clients that you have to facilitate their virtual events and to to pivot? We're helping our clients pivot by really diving deeper into what their needs are. And their needs are different for every meeting that they have, just like we've spoken about earlier, Mm -hmm. the needs of an incentive group or an incentive meeting is different than an LP meeting, for Mm -hmm. instance. Mm -hmm. LP meetings are defined by the SEC. You have to have them. Uh, You have to take role. You have to prove what you talked about. And that there's an interaction there that's necessary. So we really make sure that, A, we get business done first, Um, And then make sure that there's a forum for people that feel, again, that they've achieved something, that they have content, um, and that they... Their time was well spent. So we really make sure that we talk about what the content is and what the goal is before we tell them how to create an event that's that's effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's that's probably consistent with with any kind of planning process, right, is is first diving into the why of why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. What is the 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 objective of this? 
And then what is the vehicle? Mm-hmm. How can you best do that with what you have to work with? Yeah. So for those of our listeners who would love to have a dialogue with you and your team of experts on getting some help with their virtual event planning um, or <laughs> for their real event planning in the future, um, what's, what's the best way for people to get in touch? They should probably uh, email hello at keyevents.com. That way we'll be able to get you the right expert for what you're looking to do. Okay, that's great. Super. Well, thank you for this very timely discussion on um, on on the challenges and also I think the potential rewards and benefits that, that can come in being able to successfully pivot and navigate this. I love the, the your story of the fundraising with the uh, not-for-profit. I mean, I think that's super affirming that these events can still really satisfy whatever the business objective is with a little bit of ingenuity and innovation and resourcefulness. So, exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah. Thank it was you. my pleasure. Great. Reach is brought to you by Maven Recruiting Group, who specializes in placing executive assistants and support staff to the Bay Area's most prominent executives and companies. You can learn more about Maven at www.mavenrec.com. Thank you.